Welcome, everyone, to another episode of the Legion 99 podcast, your source for the latest tactics, news, battle reports, hobby talk, and general Legion chatter. Hey, welcome back to another episode of the Legion 99 podcast. I'm Nick. I'm here with Mike Mike. and Keegan. Hey, hey. We're all here. Yeah. And guess what? This is the first time in a while. It's been just the three of us. It's been like a month and a half now. We have an Instagram now. All right. It's at the top of the show notes. (laughs) Thanks, Mike. (laughs) Oh, I didn't make the Instagram. You did. I did. You're right. (laughs) But you put it at the top of the show notes. I did. We've been talking about this for a while. So we we finally have the the Legion 99 (laughs) Instagram up and running. So we'll have that linked in the description here. Um, Nick does a ton of commissions and paints a lot of terrain. So we can finally start sharing that with you instead of just talking about it. Yeah. I'll start posting pictures uh, soon. (laughs) Yeah, we all have the logins, so as soon as you put them in any des- Discord, we can yeah, just download exactly. and upload it. We're good to go. <laughs> it's almost idiot-proof, and we've got almost. three of us here, so we'll see how it goes. Yes. Uh, I should probably add that login on my account. <laughs> all right. I've got to get back to the Discord. But, uh, yeah, how's everybody doing tonight? Pretty good. We're actually yeah. recording on a weekend night, which is a little out of the ordinary. Yeah, it's a little bit later. I had a, uh, I had a kid's birthday party. Um, not my kids, but uh, another pair of twins actually down the street. So Whoa. in the middle of the day, so that pushed up. Yeah, there's wow. yeah. your neighborhood sounds like my nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> Is it like uh, a special neighborhood for families with twins? No, it's just no? it's just Silicon Valley. So you know, it happened. Yeah, okay. A lot of people later in life having kids you, via IVF, probably. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> That's, you just you know, have, but, yeah, you just you know, basically like life. basically like us. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh yeah um uh yeah there's a, there's a few i had twins when i was growing up there was twins in my i had two sets of twins. there was in my one set school. of twins in my class at school like okay. in, like where i went to school like a hundred so kids in the graduating class okay i went to a i went to a small catholic school that had like 24 kids per class and we had two sets of twins the entire time so it was uh i'm used to that gotcha okay. but anyway yeah. So should we talk Legion, about Legion? Despite, no, despite being despite being clone inspired, we are not a twins podcast. So. <laughs> Speaking of clones, though, <laughs> yeah. yeah, we yeah, do we, have clone news. We're yeah. going to talk about uh, a few things today. We're going to zig- just... zigzag of a segue. Yeah, yeah. We're going to briefly touch on the the clone battle force that we saw in one of the AMG paint streams. Mm-hmm. We actually have a good bit of event information to talk about. Um, we're not going to do a deep dive on Cherokee. Uh, We'll talk about it roughly and, you know, what we saw. But we're going to recap Cherokee and a couple other events that happened. Did you guys go uh, Canto last time? We did. Okay. I think. Because it was like finishing up. They were playing the finals when we were recording. That is true. So we, we recap most of the event up until the right. final. So Got we'll it. mention the winners of Canto. Congratulations. Uh, yes. Nick, <laughs> Nick has a bat rep. And then our main focus today uh, is we're going to kind of talk about some of the diamond and the rough units for all the factions yeah. and some of the, the pieces that, you know, get talked about briefly, but aren't exactly brought as cutting edge meta, but still provide a lot of input for their faction. We haven't done like a series or a, a deep dive in a while. So I think it's time to get back to that. Yeah, this idea was suggested to me at my uh, local night, which I'm really excited. I'm actually finally starting to play <laughs> semi regularly again. Um, one of our, one of my locals and one of our listeners was like, "You guys should really do something." There's like, a, I feel like there's a lot of units that are talked about as the meta, but there's a lot of units that are really strongly supporting the meta that 
are, are just like talked about. So we want to spend some time on that. Yeah. In the meantime, um, let's jump into the the Gar battle force that we saw. Mm-hmm. And I think, did we get a name for it? I, I'll admit I missed the 501st. Yeah. Okay. Did we get Ahsoka? No. Oh, that sucks. In fact, we got a we got a bit of complaining that how could you have the 501st and not even have and say that there's no operatives uh, when we don't even have Ahsoka yet. Um, but that was I think that was just the rebel, rebel, rebel. So, uh, yeah, there's a lot of assumptions that like they are like sneaking Ahsoka <laughs> out. <laughs> I've heard a lot of different things. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, you know, I don't know. Uh, seems not likely right now. They did say eventually, but yeah. Well, we do know that there's not going to be any operatives allowed for this battle force. Mm-hmm. So we're also not going to be able to take any of the heavies except for the lat. Yep. So <laughs> it's going to be focused on arc troopers, they mentioned. So hopefully they get some buffs before then. And but, did I did I hear something about you can only take a strike team? Is it like actually unit. detachment rules or is it? Yeah, you have to... essentially detachment rules. Okay. Cool. Uh, no, I don't think uh, they don't have so, to deploy nearby. I don't think so. But basically it says that like you can like if you take a full arc team, you can take one strike team per. Gotcha. So okay. like and so I it's think half, yeah. half of the detachment rules. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> so basically we're going to play arc star. Don't go buy four, don't go buy well, a bunch of four boxes of arc troopers to run strike team spam because it doesn't uh, sound like you're allowed to do that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, do I still have some boxes of arcs that I was going to try to eBay before the market went out? <laughs> Maybe, but no, the I market's think, I, not there. So. No, I think I, yeah, they went out with the with the great phase two. Uh, our local, <laughs> gold our local just got like a huge legion restock, and they got like every single expansion except for one because that was the only oh, really? one they couldn't get. Yeah, it was wild. Oh, nice. No skirmish kits though. <laughs> yeah, so that's the battle force we'll get some more information i'm assuming hopefully for at adepticon i feel like adepticon is going to be a, a good reveal Huge. we've got we know we also know we've got the um the scenario preview the Dianoga the scenario Dianoga. they actually had the card out like the Dianoga the scenario yeah <laughs> exciting uh <laughs> yeah uh love the card. i know it's not on our notes but real fast i love the card look on that um, I also love that it's as opposed to previous scenarios where it was like traditional battle cards across three, everything's on a single card. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, like the ATST scenario is like on three cards yeah. and it probably doesn't need to be. Probably could just yeah. one. Yeah, I'm gonna need my reading glasses to read that card. <laughs> There's <laughs> yeah. a lot of text on there. There is. It's gonna be fun though. I can't wait. It does it does look fun. It kind yeah. of I've only played like six games of MCP, but it strikes me as like a very MCP like scenario. Mm. yeah i wonder about like setting up like a friday like seeing if we can get the kit at showcase and setting up like a friday night dianoga event or something like that yeah that'll be fun get some like some beers and a trash compactor and see how that goes yes yeah Yeah. we've got some locals who are really interested in running that i'm i'm uh admittedly (laughs) i'm not the most non 800 point player but that's just because of limited bandwidth but this one looks fun and if if someone else runs the event i'll I'll go to this one I think I don't know if we know. Or it's, we didn't really get too many details. Oh no, no it's actually uh, for Adepticon. For, they said just you, it's the normal battle, uh, normal force limits. So eight hundred points, bring a normal force, and then you just do the other stuff. I'm I'm very partial to it because there was a there was a a mission in Imperial Assault that had one, and you had to fight it. Oh, was, nice! And I nice. I love that. I love that. That was a, that was a fun yeah, mission too. There's a lot of dumb whoever shit that whoever <laughs> defeated it got like ten victory points or something like that. It was insane. Oh, nice. <laughs> We yeah. might have to. I might have to uh, find some new uh, models for greats and and Dianogas and see what Drake can print. 
Yeah, this seems like say, a six-up money-making right. opportunity here. <laughs> it also comes with a uh, promo force push card, which is pretty sweet. It looks really cool. It's got Ventus Anakin Ventress confirmed. Ventress, yeah, Ventress confirmed. <laughs> um, yeah, that's uh, it actually, and it comes with three copies of it. Mm-hmm. So we can steal a kit and just give it to ourselves. <laughs> that's not a lot of copies. That's It only comes with three? That's well. There's that, three shown in the picture, and so far the oh, kits have been pretty accurate. I was no, I don't know. I can't imagine they only give you three copies of the promo that everybody's going to want if they want you to run a game night. They probably give you sixteen. I, I don't know, man. There's only two sets of the command cards in the skirmish kit. Yeah, but there's there was sixteen. There was but all together outside of the because uh, I think the kit had sixteen sets of the battle cards, but it had I think sixteen uh, all art cards plus two sets of each command card it's still a lot of cards I, they wouldn't mm-hmm. be able to charge a lot for that kit if they like if you only put three copies of force push in there they're like they're like they'd have to charge like five dollars for that kit like it's like gonna be like 20 cards i don't know i have a feeling there's probably enough force pushes for like a small tournament i, I hope bet. so yeah i would bet i don't know well i guess we'll find out at Epticon. yeah yeah i think, yeah. I think, I think this falls cleanly into let's find out <laughs> and then, speaking of small events, let's shift into some of the bigger ones. Uh, do you want to quickly start with Cherokee? Yeah. I do want to say congrats to, to Preston, to Zodiac, who joined us for the past... I guess he's been on twice in the past couple of months with Turn Zero List in the episode. Um, he yeah. took second place with Cad Bane, so that's freaking awesome. My man. Yeah. Basically I'm, just Cad instead of a Magna. He, he, yeah, he did. He did. He did reach out and ask if we wanted him on TZL, and I I really appreciate that. Uh, and I'd love to have him on. But I we're wanted also him on TZL too, but you were, were like, "No, we we're, don't we're, got no we're, room." Yeah, we're booked on TZL. We're still doing LV so with TZLs until after Adepticon. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah so, many. so note notes for the future for next year. We're going to be a little more yeah. selective. Yeah, um, we're gonna we're gonna well, we're, not, we're just gonna are, plan plan better yeah. you guys are yeah awesome. you better win Coming if you out. want to come on turn zero no, list next no, i didn't no, say no, that no, no one said that no, no <laughs> because one, what, I, one of the things is actually it is important to me to get a broader oh, range i, I, I am I absolutely joking about that. Uh, <laughs> but no we uh we probably but, have too but much but don't don't come on don't come on the main cast and tzl and then go get second in a tournament and expect to come on preston <laughs> hey but it's bad how many cads have been on turn? No, I list? do. I know. No, I, the, it's Not so tempting. I want. No, I I've had. I've had a cat or two. No, I. I am. I am kidding. I we'll make we, our own we, turn we love Preston with cad name <laughs> and hookers. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we, we've we've talked. About, uh, the real yeah. reason I'm cranky is that I wanted to be the one to make cad work in, in <laughs> CIS, but but I never got around True. to CIS, and and now someone else is doing it. It's a, it's such a metro move to to make that work, uh, except it's better. It's a zodiac move because he's actually winning with it <laughs> <laughs> yeah and then speaking of winning congrats to richard lavery who did take the win for the tournament with a pretty pretty unique list and i thought it was interesting enough that i want to mention it directly it's a 10 activation droid list shocker um but it's got an eight point bid it's got kraken with at endurance recon intel a b1 with an extra b1 a b1 with an e5c two e60r b1s two whip magnas with into the fray tenacity and then three staps with one with uplink and two with lta so that's it's pretty pretty ballsy quite honestly there's a lot of kind of off meta picks there for the the b1 upgrades and the the magna guard heavy weapons and obviously he made it work so good for him congratulations richard 
enjoy your force flask. And it's just more proof that you do want to bid because I've been championing hey. that for a while. <laughs> About eight points at the top. <laughs> well, they had 50-50 red, versus red and blue win, right? right? So. Yeah, it was exactly 50-50. Yeah. But they didn't take into account if you took red, and some of the players are talking about that in the Cherokee chat. Oh, interesting. Cool. That they took red for table edge because they saw what they were matched up against. Yeah, I like I like that factor. I think that's an important one. Yeah, I think Nick's building some tables to plan for that, so we'll see. <laughs> I'm gonna kill you. You mean the? the we don't the, talk the, about the, it anymore. <laughs> the, the, the pre-show chatter where I always thought we were going to have the great schism of Legion Ninety Nine. <laughs> no, I love Mike. <laughs> Sometimes I don't. <laughs> Constructive feedback. He knows when I don't because I charge him more for minis. <laughs> yes, this is true. The prices go so, up. So far, the prices have stayed stable. <laughs> He'll know. No, actually, I do want to comment on that. Um, we're going to talk about the snail tank later in the episode here, and uh, Nick did just paint me a pretty baller snail tank. So that's probably going to go up on the Instagram. I'll say the same day this um, episode comes so out. Last episode, Kanto was finishing up. Uh, congratulations to John Bushfax Bushman on winning Kanto Bite. Um, he played Yoda, um, which is pretty good. I heard. <laughs> um, I don't. I don't know the list off the top of my head, but I think it was Yoda Wookies and uh, it's Yoda Chewy uh, Triple Wookie. Yeah, pretty. Good. Uh, one range, two melee. That's, that's- Congratulations. If you do want to listen to that uh, list in depth, um, David Endless has a new podcast called the Legion Tournament Insider, and uh, that's on Podbean as well. And he does go over the Canto Bite Tournament in a little bit more detail. has a pretty cool interview with uh, Ryan Soloski from the Stabcast about getting set up for Rocky Top and for Cherokee. Well, yeah, I it's definitely to worth a listen. Too. Yeah, I forgot. That's exciting new new entrance into the. Uh, I, I like the focus he's doing uh, for that cast too. And as we're going to talk about a lot over the next year, there's a lot of Legion events going on, so he's not going to be short on content. Yeah, I don't think so. YBTL is going on. Yep. Speaking of David, um, for Cats and Hats, we made it to top four for Champion Circle, so we did get uh, top place in our group. And we're playing Jar Jar Sphinx, which is actually Preston's team. Um, We've got all five games coming this week, sometime between Thursday and Saturday, so that should be a pretty pretty fire weekend. He is not playing CAD. Damn it. <laughs> He's playing double ion spider. <laughs> oh, well. We're here. To, it's, it's champion circle. We're here to sweat. Not the <laughs> one stuff. There's not a lot of fun lists in that, in that top four. Um, and then castaways are going to be playing in third place for hero league. Um, yep. Unfortunately, we fell to the unethical or ethical treatment of Ewoks or I don't know, something like that. Something with Ewoks. Yeah, something with Ewoks. We lost 3-2, so we're going to be playing for the bronze match. Um, well, you, Actually, you guys will be playing for the bronze match, and we'll be uh, facing off in Champion Circle next year, so that'll be fun. Do we know who we're playing yet in the bronze match? No, Team Relentless and the Bush Pigs from Australia are still ongoing, because Team Relentless takes a fucking year and a half to schedule their games for the past three seasons. <laughs> Jesus. The audacity of them. <laughs> so wait, what you're saying this is, is why that, they keep extending rounds, huh? What, what you're saying is, is that uh, we actually are hoping to have to schedule with the Australians? Yes. <laughs> oh, that sounds horrible. 
Is that Ryan's team? Either. That's Ryan's team, right? Yes, it is Ryan's team. Can it's, I just uh, be, can you pair me up with Ryan, please? <laughs> uh, I'm not going to actually do the pairing for the final round, but the bush pigs are. Oh, we, um, we, have, it's, we have to learn how to do this ourselves. Yeah, we have to learn Why? how to do this ourselves. <laughs> Why? We gotta, because we because he's abandoning us for next season. We got to figure you out. You are abandoning us already. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's that's it's horrible. Push, it's pushing us out of the nest. It's traditional, you know, nature uh survival techniques i'm just getting you ready for when florf takes you behind the furnace i wanted to win this i wanted to win this year and then i could just retire (laughs) yeah castaways makes the champion circle and it's a whole new castaways team that's right (laughs) (laughs) um and then keegan you had a a president's day event as well we did we got ended up having 10 people out at uh the guild house um some and i put up a stream on that too uh which is still available on my twitch channel which i think is metrogan um Mm -hmm. and uh it was a it was a great time we got five tables guild house is a fantastic venue uh they did us a a real solid uh because we were kind of trying to pilot this and and they actually opened up they weren't they don't usually open on mondays and and they weren't going to be open so it was just us in there um and and that's cool and just the manager (laughs) working (laughs) the bar helping out helping out with some things um we and deep deep appreciations to kevin uh the the guy who was helping us out running that stuff um great crew we got a bunch of folks down from like the sac and sacramento and uh tracy area uh as well as a few of our locals um and uh uh yeah had a had a good time you know it's a good local event when it's three rounds it's it's going from just like noon to 10 at night on a monday (laughs) on a monday (laughs) and everyone sticks around like we yeah. had two, we had two two drops for the last round, um, but that was because they wanted to like co cast with me and just like hang out. <laughs> Sounds like one of Nick's events. Yeah, it was a it was a it was an awesome awesome solid show. So, um, thanks to everyone who came out for that. Loved loved having y'all. I enjoyed um, watching part of the stream before I had to go to bed. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was late. Uh, next time we do something like that, we'll, we're going to plan a little farther ahead. Try to make it a little bit bigger, um, and also schedule on a Saturday when a the places <laughs> actually open, and b probably works better for people's schedules. So, um, yeah. yeah. For an, for anyone who hasn't listened to some of our past episodes, Guildhouse is this really cool like restaurant and bar that's also a game store out in uh, California. I'm gonna fly yeah. out for one tournament. It's one a, time. It looks unreal, yeah. and I yeah. wish we had something like that on the East Coast. Yeah, yeah, it's and I mean it's it's a it's a gaming set. Like they've got and it's, it's cool. Like all their stuffs on wheels too. Like they had they had actually hosted a wedding there the night before, <laughs> and then we rolled out the bigger <laughs> tables. So they've got tall top tables. They've got regular sized tables for all sorts of board and tabletop games. They've they're a fully functional like land center. There's always a Smash Brothers tournament going on on Thursday nights on our local. Uh, night and a, and a lot of space so i'm really looking forward to working with them to get some oh and just fantastic um beer and cocktail selection too like a lot of these places kind of phone it in on that stuff um and the cocktails are sugary and watered down and stuff but these guys are these guys are great so so you're telling me we need to get our logo there somehow yeah i'm working with them okay <laughs> excellent our new logo that has gotten Everywhere. some some great feedback thanks everybody who's reached out about it yeah uh, Nick, do you want to uh, kind of go over some of your ACO prep because you've been blowing up oh, our Discord yeah. lately with some of the uh, the things you've been doing? Oh yeah, so ACO uh, tickets are still not on sale as of recording, but I'm hoping this week. Um, I'm real unclear on that, but uh, I did make the player packet last night um, till two in the morning, so that was fun. <laughs> um, 
It's a good thing you had a stream to watch. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I saw Batman and then I came home, watched the stream and did the ACO packet. It was great. And then I woke up and felt like garbage. <laughs> That's what I get. That's what I get for, you know, six hours sleep. Um, so yeah, so, but Cherokee's done now. So the next FLG event is Atlantic city open June 10th to the 12th. Um, I imagine tickets will be on sale by the time we record next. I think it, it seems like it's probably going to be like this week. Yeah. Um, so for, for every event, that's not LVO for FLG, it seems to be like three months to the day of the event that the tickets go on sale and that'll put it at what this weekend. Yeah. Um, so I am expecting those tickets to be on sale. So the format we're going to be doing, uh, if you were at ACO last year, it'll be pretty similar except just bigger. Um, uh, so it'll be heat based. So there'll be a Friday heat, and a Saturday heat. Uh, you can only play in one heat. Um, if you play, but if you play in the Friday heat, we're going to have a side skirmish event on Saturday to support everybody who played on Friday. We want you to play Legion all weekend. So we're encouraging that. So we're going to have 32 skirmish tables set up alongside 32 regular tables. Um, and my goal is to, I got a lot of great, one of the best things that came out of ACO last year was that I got excellent feedback on my tables. Uh, and I'm planning on doing that again for every table. So uh, I'm, I'm working real hard on terrain, um, trying to get 32 of my quality tables together plus skirmish plus you know adequate skirmish tables more than adequate hopefully um it helps that there's a whole pile of legion terrain with uh frontline gaming thanks to lj and the community for that uh, i'm looking forward to getting into that supporting that too um so you'll be able to sign up for either friday or saturday if you sign up for friday you'll be more than welcome to play skirmish the rest of the weekend if you're one of the top finishers on friday you'll get to play in the top cut on sunday if you're one of the top finishers on saturday you'll be able to play in the top cut on sunday and if you don't if you play saturday in the heat and you don't do well enough to make the top cut on sunday there will be a skirmish event so you can continue to play legion so if you're flying out book the later flight and that's going to be included in the ticket price you said, right? Correct. Yes. So it'll be like um, one ticket for every event. That is what they have basically said. Yes. Nice. Um, they want everybody playing Legion all weekend. So if you're coming in, but this way, if you don't like, there's a lot of people who there's been a lot of events lately and a lot of people traveling to events and like getting that extra, like getting off Thursday so that you can travel for a three day weekend. Mm -hmm. That's not ideal for everybody. And some people are like, yeah, Oh, I tough. definitely like the heat idea because then I can just come in Saturday and play Saturday and Sunday and then go home. And I don't have to take an extra day off from work. So that's the goal there. Yeah. Um, I have to, I'm, I'm burning some bonus days for, <laughs> for that because I'm going to yeah. Europe. So I, I, encourage... I, I, I appreciate the heat idea. I, I gotta yeah I gotta figure out like uh, I put the I put the fourteen tables together before everybody got there on Thursday last year. Um, I'm gonna have a bigger job ahead of me, <laughs> so I'm sure I'm, gonna, we'll be able to get some uh, I, I'm sure that they will have somebody help me if nobody else to even to just unpack boxes because there'll be a lot of those. But yeah, without, I'm sure somebody will be there Thursday and be willing to help me. Without know. divulging names, um, we've got a nice little Airbnb set up to the side of four pretty. Pretty good players coming in Thursday night, so I'm sure we'll be able to help you out. <laughs> Ooh, <laughs> fancy guy. Well, yeah, that's oh, it's cheaper in Harris. Uh, I have to. I can't. Yeah, I mean, I kind of have to stay at the hotel because otherwise my life will yeah. be crazy. So oh, yeah. I don't even know. Like, I'm not sure how I'm getting all my terrain there. Yet. <laughs> I yeah, haven't figured I, that out. We'll yet. have to figure that out ahead of time. 
yeah, I've I've got some ideas. Um, but I'm expecting tickets to be on sale very soon. Um, so don't forget only purchase one heat. A few people last year purchased for both heats, and that was a little bit on Frontline. They didn't have it specifically saying anything, and I asked them to like you know, like only purchase one of these. Don't purchase both. They had to refund people. It was annoying. Um, but uh, I. I've been working on a lot of terrain. I finished up my backlog of commissions last Monday. I finished Mike's snail tank. That was like the last thing. Um, and my new Chewy. And a new Chewy. And some long, long sitting in my desk Mara Jade uh, 3D prints. <laughs> that, uh, <laughs> that had been sitting Christmas in my desk. 2020. <laughs> yeah, they'd been in my desk wow. for at least a year. It was a while. I forgot about them. You were like, oh, how about my Mars? I'm like, oh, yeah. I have to. It's fine. Uh, high priority. I got a I got this awesome box of a uh, terrain from Legion Terrain in last week or like uh, almost two weeks ago and I it's already painted <laughs> I finished it this morning. Um, oh nice! And when you say a box of terrain, it's like twenty seven pieces of terrain that you've now painted. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's not yeah. a small There's box. A lot of stuff. I was uh, I was I mean like I I it had been a long time coming. Like those the 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 stuff they have those crash ships are so good. Like the the wreckages and stuff so unique and cool. Um. You are uh, you're you're such a kinder person to those guys than me because I cannot stand. I, I always bought those painted by them. <laughs> oh, um, so I had to buy a couple painted from them because the ones that they had in stock, they only had the painted one in stock. Which <laughs> I think is weird because like it's not that hard to just like print another thing if you've already printed it once. But I don't know. I don't know their life. Um, yeah. I'm sure they have printers, they, they but have, yeah, they might they, have production schedules. Their printers, they they probably do. So, yeah. and the 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 the, X, the one X wing I got from them that is painted from them is really nice. So yeah, they do not, such a great. And thing. I did uh, the and the separatist gunships I got. They are also painted by them, and oh, they are that, far. They, the detail is far nicer than the stuff I got on my lats that I painted. How today, big? How big are they? Uh, the crash gunships there. The 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 separatist the gunships. Ones. Yeah, it's pretty big. Is it? It's so it's like, been like oh my maybe wish. Oh, I mean, I have two of them, so you'll get to see them soon. Um, they're they're like around the same size as the lat, the crash lat, but instead of like the crash lat, the wing is real high. It's like Mm -hmm. just like round on the bottom. It very easily block line of sight to like probably even like an ATRT. It's pretty good. I'll have to snag one of them. It's sweet. Um, but I'm working on and I have my printers running all the time. Um, knock on wood that they keep doing a great job um i have some um we're working on prize support um we're gonna have some really cool all our cards i'm not gonna spoil them yet but uh everybody who's i've you know the people who do know are really excited um yeah something that you'll see at other events in the future too i hope but um and uh we got we've got uh some sponsorship announcements um dark fire designs is sponsoring the event we're gonna have some. Those guys are so great. Yeah, we're gonna have some cool Darkfire trophies like they had at uh, the last few FLG events, like mm-hmm. uh, LVO so- and SoCal. Yeah, yeah. Um, I got the uh, the secrets from Lance over there. Um, nice. Yeah. <laughs> um, not really secrets, but uh, I'm very <laughs> excited to. I I, <laughs> I got to start printing stuff. <laughs> yeah. Um, and we should have a stream that weekend, which I'm oh, very nice. excited about. So. Oh, awesome. uh, that is the plan right now is that uh, we should have a stream go. So very excited about that. But uh, ACO, it's only about three months away. So I'm excited. Everyone should be excited. Um, I'm excited it's going to be a great time. 
Yes. And uh, one thing that I did not put on the show notes that I'm embarrassed to admit, uh, Invader League. (laughs) (laughs) Two-thirds of us are running it, and it's somehow escaped my notice. It's not Um, me, right? I'm not one. No, no, it's not you. Don't worry. Don't worry about it. Um, So as we know, I'm I'm TOing Invader League, and Keegan is head of streaming and media. um, So I should have done this. And apparently still judging. And apparently still (laughs) judging. Uh, but we've we've already filled your spot. Don't worry about that. We'll, we'll, we'll talk later. Um, so signups for Invader League season eight. <laughs> You're fired, Keegan. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I uh, got voted off yeah. the judges' table like two seasons ago, and I don't know why, but I did. I got I to judge one at that time. I know. I that was the turnover. <laughs> anyway, uh, signups for Invader League season <laughs> eight are going to be on March twelfth. <laughs> Sorry, I keep stepping on Mike's announcement, which yeah. is actually specific dates. Yeah, Mar- March 12th to the 25th are going to be the signups for season eight. Um, we've shifted the format a little bit this season. So in the past, what it's been is three regions. We've had North America, Europe, and Asia slash Australia. Um, this year, we're going to have four regions. North America is going to be split in the east and west because it's significantly larger than the other two regions. And then we're also going to keep the other two. So we'll have NA West, NA East, Europe, and then Asia slash Australia. The other major change is we're going to do two elims this season. Um, we're going to have our regular round robin, and then the top two from each group are going to move on to what's called regional elims. And what you're going to do is just play a single eliminations tournament within your region. So let's say we have our expected 14 groups for North America West. The top two will advance. We'll figure out the buy situations depending on you know how many players we actually get per region. And you'll play a single elims tournament. The top four from each of those elims are going to go to international grand finals and we'll have a 16 man event to determine the actual winner for invader league season eight i am really excited about this new format it doesn't really add any time to the event so it still should be about the same um but it gives us a little bit more flair and a little more regional pride Uh, we've had some major scheduling issues over the past two seasons as the game has expanded globally which is a really good problem to have to solve because we have so many different people in so many different time zones. Um, but it is, you know, it's an issue. So we're going to figure out uh, if this is the way to do it and we'll, uh, we'll go from here. Yeah. I'm super excited about this. Um, I don't, I, the, the being the, uh, uh, the Pacific player trying to schedule with East coast players is I always feel bad and I have a hard time finding a time that works. Yeah. <laughs> um, our, our hope is that by the time that we get to top 16, um, you know, you're, you're two and a half months into this event, like you're, you're time invested. And if we need to make a weird time work with a, a Pacific time and an Australian time, like, well, we can get it done. Mm-hmm. You know, you've, you've put the time in, you're clearly an excellent player. Like we've got, we've got stuff moving for us. So we'll see how that goes. Um, it's going to be list lock for round Robin. So when you sign up, you'll have to submit a list. You'll have the opportunity to change your list if you qualify for regional elims. You will have to stay with the same faction, but your list can change 100%. And then if you make it to grand finals, you can change your list again. You will still have to stay with your faction, um, but you can change your list for a third time. If Shadow Collective drops and we get full spoilers, we will talk about it. (laughs) (laughs) I have been pretty clear about that on the Discord. I am not saying yes, I am not saying no, but we will see what happens. Um, there's obviously a ton of back-end work that has to go into that. So get off my back before we start that. <laughs> yeah. It's already started. So And, and don't at decaf. And don't at decaf. <laughs> um, we'll figure that out. 
What so about the Anoga mission? When's that getting in? Uh, it's not going to be in an official competitive event for Invader League. Dang. It's going to be the finals for Invader League. <laughs> That's a secret. <laughs> That's a surprise. <laughs> just like just like Adepticon. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's uh that's gonna be our new format so it should be a lot of fun um we also already have our top 16 prizes fleshed out i, think I broke nick on that one <laughs> <laughs> i can see his red face through the camera <laughs> um so i want to give a huge thank you to legion 99 team relentless what? stabcast <laughs> oh come on man. just read it I want to give a huge thank you to all of the names that I just mentioned, as well as Legion Outriders and Fifth Trooper for sponsoring the event. Um, we'll have that published shortly, but uh, you guys have been super, super generous, and we'll have a really nice prize pool for all the players. Um, we're also going to have some smaller prizes uh, given out win. throughout the event, <laughs> and um, we'll announce them in all due time. And Six Up Supply has also been generous enough to sponsor uh, second or third place. I forget which one. We I think I've third. Got... Uh, yes, I got third because I wanted to give someone. Since, since we were gonna, we, we got first. Think, thanking ourselves for first place. I uh, I wanted to give someone else. Yeah, <laughs> I'd like to give myself a huge pat on the back for being the first one to respond, saying yes. You did. I want to get first prize. Yeah. <laughs> so that'll be that. Um, my, my final. Set, you had to ask me if cast. I was authorized to do it. I could have fired us from the cast just like he fired me from the judging. Apparently. <laughs> yes. Now, Nima's in charge of judging. I actually have no say over that. Okay. Oh, so um, I should yell at Nima. Yes. No, I'm just kidding. I don't care. Uh, final moment before we move on from Invader League. Uh, top 16 for Grand Finals are going to be mandatory streaming. Yeah. Um, so when you sign up, you will there will be a consent box uh, for that and an agreement. So um, if you're not okay with being streamed for Grand Finals, please don't sign up. Yeah, let's talk a little bit about why real fast on that. Uh, yeah. One of the things that we're... You know, we really think that Invader League represents a lot of great things about Legion, and that um, one of the best. You know, it's it's one of the largest quantitative number of players that we get. It is the largest number of players we get in a single event, um, and, and it's not even close. Yeah, <laughs> and so um, we think that there's some real po potential to continue building the market and building the brand and, and just building the love and passion for this game and getting that out there through some top play and invader so we definitely know that it's being on stream is not for everyone uh and we to and we totally understand that but at the level of top 16 out of a field of uh over 200 uh we think it's we think these are some really fantastic potential games for for potential legion players who are especially in, who are interested in more competitive events to be able to see uh and celebrate and so we're excited to get some of that uh, that hype going more. Yeah, if if you look at the 40k scene, if you look at the Age of Sigmar scene, the Infinity scene, um, streaming is a major part of pushing those games forward. And I'm not going to let us be left in the dust by that. Yeah, I do want to be clear for the first for round robin and for regional eliminations. If you do not want to be streamed, you do not have to be. You mm -hmm. can say no for those events. Yep. The only events that are mandatory for um, acceptance for streaming are the top 16 grand finals. So you do not, if your opponent asks early on and you're not comfortable with it, you do not have to, yep. but you will have to, if you make top 16. Yep. Um, and also our, as I mentioned, our sponsors have been incredibly generous with their time and money and I would like their ads to be seen by people. Yeah. That's so, also, yeah. that's part of it's it. It's not a business. <laughs> but the prize pool has to come from somewhere. Yeah. 
and it's not from my checkbook because <laughs> I have to go to Europe. <laughs> um, should we move into some bat reps? I don't really have any bat rep to talk about, so I have to leave this to you guys. I can, I can talk about a local a game I played. Um, and uh, Nick, you did you want to talk I about have, it? Yeah, I played a game on Friday. I can talk about that. It was fun. So uh, I played a game on Friday night at Showcase, um, as I often do. Um, I decided I've been playing a lot of uh, Maul because Maul, I, I love him. I decided not to play Maul, and I painted a bunch of snails this week because I painted Mike's. And I painted another another buddy of mine, Snail. So I was like, I'm going to play my snail tank because I've only played it once. And so I made a snail tank list. I basically took Maul out of my list and put a snail tank in and like a repair droid. <laughs> yeah, that's very true. <laughs> and uh, I think like another B1, I think, or maybe it was only, ten, oh, it was 10X because I had a Kalani. It was so, it was Kalani with aggressive tactics and vigilance. Uh, four E5S B1s, one naked B1, one B1 with a worker droid, a repair droid, uh, two Magna Guards with RPSs and situational awareness. They didn't have another training because I couldn't really afford it. And then the snail with link targeting array, high energy shells, and attack protocols. Uh, the idea here is that with the Kalani's direct, uh, there was an HQ uplink on one of the B1s. You can pretty easily get perfect order control and get orders on the Magnus every turn and the snail. Um, I didn't take Kalani's one pip because I didn't want to take a comms relay. I wanted to take vigilance instead. Like I said, points were tight. So I opted to just take uh, assault and the uh, vehicle one pip. can't remember what it's called. Uh, mechanized incursion. Mechanized incursion. There you go. Thank you, Mike. Um, so I played against uh, a, uh, one of our pseudo locals, uh, Corey. Um, he came out to showcase me and him got a game in and I know he plays a lot of droids. He used to play Imperials and rebels, uh, a while ago, but he pretty much mostly plays droids. So I was like, this might be a mirror match. It'll probably be close. Sure enough. He brought a 10 activation droid list. It had, instead of Magnus, he had ion spiders, which make uh, a white safe snail tank sad and Magnus also, <laughs> because they have enough dice to chew through all of those, uh, dodges. He also had Kalani. Uh, instead of a snail, though, he had an AAT. <laughs> so uh, I brought a snail to an AAT fight. That's what I jokingly said when we started. Um, so we uh, we ended up playing Long March Vaps. Um, and a lot of tables aren't set up real good for Long March. There wasn't a lot of, like, pure line of sight blockers outside of, like, range four of where I could safely put a VAP where I couldn't be seen. So one of my VAPs was pretty exposed to the AAT. Um, and I placed the snail on that side. <clears throat> um, so as you can imagine, he played his uh, orbital bombardment round one and I played standing orders because I was going to save my orbital bombardment for uh, maybe an opportunity to finish off a weekend B1 squad because like I'm like, look, my eight, my my snail is probably going to lose this fight if it engages anywhere near those those ion spiders and the AAT. So I needed to be careful. And make sure that, like, the engagement I chose, uh, that I was at least going to be able to take out something along with it. Um, uh, it didn't really go that way. <laughs> <laughs> um, so his AAT and a couple of his spiders got really good shots on my snail rounds one and two. And put the snail saved like an AAT anyway. Um, I think the first attack, the snail went, like, uh, two for four. The second attack, it went three for three on saves and then the third attack it went like two for three or something like that 
Um, I ended up having to like, I ended up reversing the snail and like, just like, I kept reversing it as this AAT moved into range four. I would just like, Oh, snails leaving against you. Got to move forward. Um, but I wasn't able to like, my magnas weren't able to get any wounds through. They got three wounds on a B one early, but he just ran the B one away because it became clear that like he was eventually going to get that snail as long as he wanted to. Um, but then I started taking shots at his AAT. And his AT missed its first seven saves. <laughs> he had two repair droids to back it up, so it wasn't really that relevant. Um, it like you know it never died. It it, it never even got broken because then it started saving near the end. But I just lost like I lost a B one, and then I lost um, I lost another B one. The snail ended up not ever dying. The snail was back on the far board edge, all the way at the edge, literally touching the board edge because I kept reversing it and it had one wound left. It was at 10 of 11. And he just like, if he had moved the AAT into four of it, it's basically almost in my deployment zone. And then I can just get like range three shots on. So he gave up. He'd already killed, I think a B one and another half of B one. Um, I made a late surge at the end of round five. And I started, I almost got, uh, I got, I got an ion spider. Uh, I had a magnet that was able to like run into range two and it got all the hits on the spider and the spider just dropped. And then it was like, well, if I can kill like, or it, then it was like, well, I'm up on points now because he'd only finished the one B one. And I'm like, if this magna somehow survives this game, I was like, I'm going to win on kill points. And the magna was a single model. He didn't have any dodges left and he didn't survive. So, but it would have been, I guess, pretty funny if it had, but it was a game of vaps. It was, uh, we were both pretty smart and we knew what we had to do and it was a chess match and, uh, I lost the chess match because, uh, AAT good. That was the first time I actually seen a snail on a table. That thing is massive. What's pretty funny is, is that one of our other locals was there and he plays a lot of droids and he played two games and both of them had a snail also. So there were like three games with snail tanks on Friday. And then was there great. was one on the side of my table that you gave me. Yep. <laughs> like snail. We there were, were like actually four assembled painted snail tanks at showcase the same day because my lo- other local who i gave stuff to i gave him his there were four of them there wild world we had a uh we had a snail at the uh prison's day event that i was talking about and uh i watched it on stream uh against i think it was on stream against um the, an AAT and it had very similar effects of AATs just shooting and shooting and shooting yeah. and snails not liking it. <laughs> but uh, uh, we should also mention, um, man, we really fucking suck with events today. Uh, <laughs> April second, Nick is going to be hosting slash running yet another event at our our local showcase comics and swap. My job, my job, my job. So it should be another twenty four man event. Um, so everybody will have the TTO link and all that information out on Facebook yeah. in the near future. Yeah. Awesome. Okay. Please come out. It's always a good time. <laughs> Help me test new tables for ACO because there's going to be new tables there. It's going to be Absolutely. Great. Every time that you have one of those events, you bring out one of your two or three of your new tables. So it's always. Yeah, I mean, almost every single event. Uh, the last event, I did not have a new table. I did have a new table for. I, did yeah, uh, <laughs> I don't know if there are new tables, but they, they were, new were formats with new pieces. They- uh yeah they were new tables they really? were effectively new tables yeah but it was like there's not a lot of fanfare anymore when you have as many as i do okay, it's like now. it just got uh no not yet <laughs> we're working on it though <laughs> i have like i have like 20 through 23 behind me <laughs> that's disgusting that's yeah. pretty impressive 
but yeah, so come out April 2nd. Um, it'll be a Saturday. It's usually an 11 o'clock start time. It is three full rounds. So, yeah. you know, if you make a little trip and get your money's worth for it, it's like five bucks oh, yeah. for a sign up fee. I'm working on hopefully getting, uh, seeing if they can get an event kit in. Uh, I asked them about it the other day. So hopefully they look into that for us. Oh, nice. Yeah. Uh, my game, I got local night. Um, I'll just go really quick on it. It was, I, uh, I'm still playing Anakin Padme Barks in like I just played it um, ineffectively <laughs> in Yavin Base uh, this last week. Um, learned I actually made a change to that list uh, based off of this game. I realized that having vigilance on Padme was handicapping me if I really wanted to get Padme out and do secret mission on her own because uh, <laughs> I put Padme on secret mission and then I screwed around uh, with Anakin trying to stay close to her to take advantage of vigilance and I shouldn't have. Um, but that wasn't the list I played. I, I I have been on kind of a, what do I want to do next that doesn't feel like good, uh, <laughs> but uh, but it can be interesting. And I've been on an ISP kick for a little while. And I tried ISP with Obi-Wan, but uh, I think it was only eight activations and it didn't really feel what, like what I wanted to do. So I'm trying now an ISP uh, Rex uh, and list that's filled out with uh, four phase ones, three Z6s, and uh, one fives. Clone Commander in there, of course, and um, uh, Echo Strike Team and Wookiees, uh, Battleship Wookiees, uh, because I needed a melee answer <laughs> when I'm doing all of this. Um, and it's it was my first time ever playing Rex. It was my first time in a very long time playing anything that resembled a gun line like this. Um, and I'm still trying to figure out how I feel about it. But the longer it sits with me i'm kind of like interested i'm going to keep screwing around with this a little bit more i think um uh, especially when missile pods fire supported into door spider droid faces uh melt door spider droids <laughs> so um i also uh proved to myself that i really need to practice uh what is that air support is that the two pip clone one yeah Two games in a row now, I have utterly and completely failed to use that card effectively, pretty much because I forgot to use it on the unit that I meant to use it on. Um, the first time I tried it, I straight up just had it in my head, oh, the ISP will do this, but the ISP does not have a field commander, uh, and I'd already activated my clone commander. Um, this this turn, I kind of forgot about it for the clone commander, and then I was like, okay, it's fine, I'll just do it with Rex, but I was also setting Rex up to try to be in position for a call me captain. Uh, fire support round which would have been really cool because the Wookiees were in melee with some BX uh, full BXs and they could have had fire support in there um, but uh, I screwed that up because in order for him to get into range to do anything cool he had to be out of range to do <laughs> air support stuff so lots to lots to continue to learn and refine uh, we played advanced positions intercept it was we were both kind of going crazy and aggressive so we were shooting fire supported shots <laughs> um uh round one there was there was bodies coming off uh round one and we still managed to take forever because we were at guild house and getting good beer and food um so uh ended up squeaking it out um through Humble some brag. yeah <laughs> <laughs> squeaking out through some uh uh fortunate survivals and some shifting around to different uh objectives and just really leaning into picking off b1 models um to to chip away at that center thing and finally killing enough to uh flip the table uh flip the points value for that center one so uh kalani can do and kalani and uh, uh who's it, someone else does of it but uh sorry not kalani kraken was doing a lot of beating so <laughs> he can be good at that yeah, yeah. kraken is real but, good 
Yeah. Fun, uh, fun game, fun list, local Don. Actually, the guy who suggested that uh, our, I think, our final our topic today. So. Yeah. Uh, do you want to jump into that now? Sure. Um, so we thought we'd talk a little bit about some of the units that are, I'm going to say, solidly in the second tier. They're not sitting at the top of the most effective unit in the faction. They're not what you're seeing most often, but they're by no means a poor or a bad unit. Yeah, for a good example of this, and I guess let's just start with, with clones then, is like something like the ISP. Mm-hmm. It's not a complete liability on the table, but mm-hmm. it's not what you're seeing in like the cutting edge, top of the line lists. Yeah. But it's still good. Yeah. yeah. And we thought what we do, you know, for like two to three units per faction here is kind of just talk about like what they're actually effective at and then some of the just the quick list builds and ideas that we we found to get some use out of them because we've we've done a lot of experimenting with YBTL and playing a lot of weird lists over the last two months and yeah. just about every unit we're going to talk about today we've we've put on the table yeah we're going to start down the list like you got them written here yeah, let's let's start with the clones though, since we just talked about the ISP okay, with you. Sure. We'll, Segway. We'll yeah, reverse yeah. this. <laughs> All right. We'll uh, here. Yeah, I mean, I could talk about the ISP a little bit, and I'd love to hear your guys' thoughts. Um, uh, so I started playing the ISP because, uh, like so many things in my past, I really liked the paint job I was doing on the ISP, <laughs> and I wanted that to be worth it. Um, and I, I, th- I think the ISP is something that it is not a clear breakaway runner breakaway winner of in some of the competitive slots it's doing and some of the and some of the other pieces but i think it's got it's also something that takes a little more nuance um to play and can add and augment some some play styles that are that are out there um it's it's critical choices is going to be around what are you putting uh for its weapon it is technically possible to run it as a 65 point um heavy and fire support you know, throw the pilot on there, I guess it's 70, and you got a surge crit fire support platform, which uh, doesn't there. seem like it. what's worth yeah. it to me. Yeah, <laughs> but definitely better if it was more spend. mobile, maybe. Yeah. yeah. Um, so small. It's so <laughs> low. Yeah, it's it's immobile in terms of the terrain. However, on it, on something where it can, it's cover ground, so it can move over stuff up to its height. It is speed three. It could go over a reasonable <laughs> which I forget amount about. of terrain. Not yeah. like an unreasonable amount of terrain like an yeah <laughs> exactly yeah uh so it can go over like that and it can also i mean it's it's got the uh the strafe capability so your speed three you're strafing at speed two so it can still zip around a little bit mm-hmm. um on its base and get into some different positions now it does that a lot less if you uh do like i did the other night and park it and like physically surround it with your <laughs> the rest of your armies to where it would be suppressing but with range two range four weapon options, um, sitting back, uh, hanging on to its white saves and its armor three, um, can be can be an option as well. Um, I like the missile pods in something of kind of a hangover from the heavy armor meta we were seeing at the end of last year, um, and as a hedge on the list like I'm running it in right now. But if you if you've got other answers for impact and for armor, um, then you can play around with some of the other weapons. Uh, as well, uh, both the missile pods and the I think it's the laser cannon uh, give that cool keyword where if you choose to uh, split your dice and your and the and the weapon keywords, uh, you can gunslinger, um, which can really have some fun, especially with a list that's built for it yeah. to do multiple fire support units at once. Um, 
I am not. This is the conversation we were having uh, with uh, Josh. Uh, I'm not. I'm not not sold on the Beam Cannon again uh, as well. I'm, I'm thinking about that uh, a little bit more too. But um, so yeah, I think the ISP could has has some, has a good place. Uh, it's it's not as like I said runaway breakaway unit, but it is something that uh, it's a solid unit in a in a other in a spot where there's some other kind of breakaway examples, but can still be played and surprise folks really well. Yeah. And, and I think personally what it does is it kind of replaces a lot of the token sharing aspects because it's pilot is giving you surge crit. So now you don't need to spend surge tokens on offense. And it's also going to make your attacks a little bit more punchy. You know, there's less aims that you have to spend. Um, I still think that twin missile pods are probably the best way to go about it because of the range. Um, that that blaster cannon is is really good with the six black dice, but it's range mm-hmm. three, and this thing yep. totally melts if it gets shot at range three or range two. Yeah, so, I think this is something you don't want getting shot. So I like the range four the best with this stuff right now. For yeah, sure. it, and the impact is probably not going to be as necessary unless you're dealing with like CIS, mm-hmm. because CIS has essentially pushed all the other armor out of the meta, which is <laughs> That's fair. A, Thanks, a topic Spiders. for another day. Um, <laughs> So I think I think the missile pods are still going to be the way to go because you can deal with DSDs with it, you can deal with snail yep. tanks with it, you can you can punch at AATs, um, but yep. you also have that range four to trigger that surge crit, and I yeah. think that's necessary just to keep this thing alive and on the table. Yeah, even if you're not using the impact, you're still getting red dice out of that range four red dice out of that. Right, and, and it's range throwing... four red dice that if you're fire supporting or surging to crit. Yeah, yeah. So fire, I love fire support like a Z six, just an ungunslingered. Um... <laughs> uh z6 fire support that's 14 dice surging crit for yeah. four red four black that's um, real good <laughs> that's real good that's <laughs> yeah that's real good um so it's you're it, it it is a unit that you need to get comfortable and i know some folks aren't really like losing activations to fire support um but uh i think there's yeah i like it here do you, do you think it pairs with anyone besides Rex? Maybe Padme? Uh, Padme's in there. Padme's, Padme's quickly moving in that category where I feel like she's she, she's too much of the automatic answer. So even though I, I run her and I enjoy her in the Anakin list that I run, um, I'm trying to do it without her. I think, I think this, I mean, the stamp, well, the standby sharing you don't even really need. I mean, you're not going to use it because, you, like you said, you don't want this thing getting into range two of stuff. Um, so aim dodges are fine. I, I've got link targeting array on it, even though in my current list, there's only two cards that are going to put an order on it. Um, it's still, that's still worth it over an offensive push on one of my other units right now. Um, so Padme's fine on it, but I think she does, I don't know. It depends what's around Rex, to be honest, Rex is probably a luxury. I think there, there might be some more efficient lists with it with double clone commander. Yeah, um, I would look at like double clone commander fives just to set up as many fire supports as possible. Like, yeah, I'm probably being stubborn by having Rex in there, to be honest. But um, I did also paint my Rex, and I'm really happy. I freehanded his little like, wolfier things. Yeah, yeah, no, I yeah, well, I and I, I, Rex also neatly fits into that category that Keegan likes, which is um, he's not, not popular, meta anymore. Not popular in the meta <laughs> to the point that people are shitting on him, and I think he's still yeah. better than people are shitting on. So. <laughs> Um, 
It, I mean, that thing, if you give it, let's say you give it an HQ uplink, that really supercharge, supercharges your uh, take that clanker's turn. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. Yeah. We, I need to find the point. Yeah. I, I, I do like the idea of an HQ uplink on it um, for a lot of reasons. Although I don't, I don't get, most of the time I don't get recover efficiency. Yeah. There's nothing that gives me recover. Yeah, but I don't know. There's, yeah. there's nothing. Yeah. <laughs> um. But maybe having an order on that to just dictate it and another, yeah, like that take that clankers or like something else. Um, well, and and Rex kind of flows nicely into the other unit that we were going to talk about with mm-hmm. the clones here um, is like actual clone heavy weapons. Mm. Like that was something that we saw for the first what year and a half of clones is that's what dominated and the Jedi weren't very good and the support wasn't very good. It was just Rex and clones. Oh sure, yeah. And they've fallen a little bit to the wayside here, but Wookie good. Start- yeah, Wookiee's Wookie good. <laughs> and Wookiee really kills yeah. them in melee. Wookiee being painted in my hand. <laughs> I was wondering what you were painting there. Yeah. yeah. I've been watching you shake the paints for like the uh, last 45 Mike. minutes. I haven't shaked my paints. <laughs> oh. oh. He's got- this just became an R-rated cast. Yeah. Um, anyway. <laughs> and it wasn't me saying shit three times in a row. <laughs> <laughs> That's something you there, doing. Yeah. No, I was, um, I, was, I was painting. I was shaking paint. <laughs> My life's not my life's not that exciting. Uh, yeah, Wookies are good. Uh, except, except, except I'm painting a bombardier uh, on the for the uh, fluttercraft. So, yay! Because I'm me. <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. Heavies. That's fine. Um, we can see so we're starting to see some heavies with uh, with Anakin again. Actually, I know Nick. We've seen it in our local scene, and Anakin straight gunline just swept the uh, the Genghis. Genghis Open in Colorado. Oh yeah, yeah. Like, actually, yeah, I think uh, it's called the Genghis Khan. They call it like, the Genghis Khan. Yeah. Yeah. Um, they just they just swept that. They're, 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 they're taking all the subtlety of Kublai Khan and just saying, "No, nah, we're from Colorado." <laughs> <laughs> they don't have a lot of thinking brain cells left. Or whatever. Hey, I love those guys. They're yeah. awesome. They're fantastic. They're the best yeah. group in Legion. Yeah, <laughs> I'll say that. Fifty two eighty guys are awesome, but uh, we're starting to see that again because we can flex to some exemplar with Anakin, some exemplar with Padme. And it turns out that as we've shifted away from armor and back to more troop base lists, Mm -hmm. uh, five to six heavy weapon clones can still put a beating on just about anything out there. Yeah. Because if you don't need impact on three to four of your units and you can go with like one RPS and they'll say two DCs and three Z sixes, like you can shoot through just about anything out there. Yeah. It's a little bit lower activation, but that's not as important when you don't need to worry about bombing run. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I've, I'll throw one more that we don't have on the list too. Uh, Echo Strike Team uh, is still good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, 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 so I actually considered that one, but I actually feel like Echo Strike Team is pretty meta close at this point, where you're seeing it in yeah, a good you're... bit of all the Yoda lists. You know, it's either triple Wookies or it's double plus Echo Strike. So yeah, I left that one off, but the Echo Strike is really yeah. good. Yeah, three health, got the reliable, still got keeps the, the critical. Yeah, yeah, for like the eleven and, points and more than a regular yeah. strike, he's like, he's an excellent fire support. Like you know, guy to pull fire support on, and he gets the reliable and the extra health. So uh, he he definitely did not need to need to go up in cost, but the cost that he did go up in makes him worth it over the the DC fifteen X at this point. Mm-hmm. Sure. Right. That's what it is. Fifteen X. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, because what did he go up? He went up like four points or something. Like uh, he's what forty two now, I think. He went up two points. It's dumb. Whatever. Moving on. Yeah. 
Uh, Nick, we used to be Rebel players. We can still talk about Rebels. We did. I'm not anymore. No. We also I am play, announcing that I don't play Commander Rebels Luke. anymore. I did? You did. Didn't you? No, not really. I thought you played Legion I, Twins. I, I, hey, so every person who's played Legion since the beginning and played Rebels has played a lot of Commander Luke. Uh, that's but true. But, like, I didn't play a lot of Commander Luke after, like, year one. Okay. All right. Well, that was me then, I guess. But yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think Commander Luke's in a sneaky good spot right now. Uh, yeah, I don't disagree with you. Because um, he's got, he doesn't have Master of the Force, so he doesn't have great access to secondary force powers, but now he's got force speed. So if you can't take it back, who cares about not having Master of the Force? Yup, because like so many times you would play Luke and you just like, get pushed once and that's it. It's like, it's oh, like, cool. Push once, Jedi Mind Trick once, that's it. And now you got burst of speed and now you're just like, oh no, now I'm just there much faster. Here's my 175 point commander with his upgrades. Like He's not even that, he's only 173. <laughs> yeah, he's 173 with those upgrades. Uh, you're probably putting emergency stims on him again though, right? Just yeah, like I guess you might. To, it's back to That's eight true. points. So he's what one one eighty one at that point. Uh, yeah. Yeah, it's he's, real good. Yeah. Yeah. And and he pairs really nicely with Cassian still because Cassian yeah. does give him that access to recover. Yeah, and he doesn't. He doesn't feel yes. And he because he, he's so much. He's a lot cheaper than Operative Luke. He's essentially an entire activation cheaper. Yeah. Like it's really it's like uh, there's so like operative luke brings so much more to the table but commander luke is a sneaky good choice um and, if you don't have the points and you have the commander slot available and one of his best synergies here is you just mentioned the full activation he's essentially a strike team cheaper than jedi luke than operative yeah because operative luke is also taking like another force upgrade and he's yep. taking tenacity most mm-hmm. of the time and you don't have to take emergency stims on commander luke so it's like yeah he's like so, 48 points cheaper so if you do something like that, where we just mentioned earlier that armor is a little less prevalent thanks to CIS. Mm-hmm. Well, because of that, sniper stock has gone back up again. You're shooting at troopers again. You're shooting at Magna. You know, that high velocity keyword is really, really strong. Yeah. And some of the armor that we do have on the table is a saber tank. So if you're saying, hey, saber tank, if I throw a crit, you're taking a wound. That feels really good. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, Commander Luke gets you that extra activation, gets you that extra point of high velocity and... Uh, he pairs really well with like Cassian double Wookiee strike team. Yeah, I haven't I haven't played a lot of Rebels yet, but like it's 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 interesting, or not yet? I, I should say like in a while, but yeah, I I played it against one of our locals and um, yeah, a couple weeks ago, right? Yeah, it wasn't exactly like cutting edge tournament game, but he he put some work in, and Commander Luke mm-hmm. can still shred an Imperial gunline, and that's one of the things that's around right now with the T21s. I think the words were like this. Rebel Terrorist Luke Skywalker were used. Uh, yes. Yeah. He uh, he basically put the dewbacks to extinction. Something, something. Yeah, but why? Again, I'm going to argue like, you know, Imperials use like using like slave creatures to like ride their troopers on into combat doesn't make sense to me. I don't know. Anyone? That seems worse. I've said it in a variety of forums. Anyone who seriously uh, leans into the Imperials or the heroes, uh, has, Empire did nothing wrong. Yeah, any, anyone who, anyone who's not saying that unironically uh, <laughs> is missing a few points. <laughs> I don't think that's honest stuff. I don't know. I don't. I, I don't <laughs> you, you guys were there, and I came. <laughs> I, came uh, I also uh, am. I recently have a new trigger developed from T21 gun lines after my game against R37 uh, in Yevon base. So um, they're quite good. Little, little twitchy about that. <laughs> well, let's talk about gun lines and Chewbacca. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Cause Chewie arguably doesn't belong on this list and belongs in the, in the metal list. 
Okay, Keegan. yeah, explain why he's on here. <laughs> All right, so he's only on here because potentially his best use is with vets, and vets with heavies have still not, I'll say, taken that full step to being the first thing you do with rebels. You're just trying to get him to go play vets again. I am. <laughs> because one of the things that Chewie really lets those vets do is we can now give vets protector, and mm-hmm. Chewie can trigger that with his with his crits. Yeah. You want to kind of talk about because I know you played a lot of vets and a lot of Chewie in the past, yeah. and kind of bring him up to up to the speed here. Yeah, back when I was playing Rebels, I I loved running double vets, double mark two, and uh, the trick to that being successful, um, even before they got the extra point of health, well, especially before they got the extra point of health, was um, finding a mitigation for how fast they can melt, and it basically came down to me to either bring medics, medic droids, or. Uh, or Chewy, and I like Chewy the most because um, he brings a lot uh, well, of other things. He brings a lot of other things. Um, he's he's fun. He's cuddly. You know, he's got your back <laughs> all the time. Um, but he also brings range three, uh, double pierce. red, double white pierce impact, uh, which can be really nice when you're protecting a unit that is also able to add four more black dice to that pool. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, so. Yeah, I like Chewy a lot as a uh, as a as a helper on the vets. Um, I've seen a little bit more, and I did it in one of my games recently, and I we saw it uh, last night in Gem's game. Um, also, not just defending the Mark II since it has that extra health now, but defending the vets themselves, keeping that hammer of a uh, uh, of a of a unit uh, intact for another couple of shots uh, is really powerful. Um, and like you said, with the addition of protector, uh, it's it's pretty it's even more valuable. Where you're seeing kind of these long range pot shots, whether the whether it's a T twenty one gun line, whether it's some snipers coming back, but saving from those uh, saving from those crits. So I dig it. And Han has started to come back into the meta a little bit too yeah, as yes. well. And I mean, if Han's around, Chewie is just he's got to be in your list. He's super valuable. Yeah. Pierce one is also pretty good. And when it surges crit, you know, and they're going to be rolling with that Pierce. Keegan asked a question when he got back and he said, why is Chewie on this list? Chewie's on this list because he's in the operative slot. And that's where Luke mm. exists. That's where Sabine exists. That's, that's where K2 great. exists with Cassian. That's R2 where R2 exists. exists. Yeah. Yeah. He, it's a, it's like we've talked, and I know we've definitely talked like about R2's this less before. Than the Rebels now, but maybe that's just me. Sure. He still shows up in lists though. Yeah. Like, yeah. I, I mean, like he was, uh, he was in gems list and he, you know he scores secret mission in that list yeah um so it's like it's just it's a tough slot and he's in he's like this awkward amount of points where he's not as much as like a focus piece obviously chewy, chewy, you mean or yes i'm sorry chewy, chewy yeah. yeah but he's also more, a lot more expensive than like the filler stuff that you want in that like that yeah. like 60 to 80 range yeah because mm-hmm. he's yeah. what nine he's 90 still right he's 90 yeah would he be? This is a fun little tangent. If he was a commander like he was in Gar, oh. would he be auto include? Uh, he yes. see him more, I think, because lots of times you're just taking like an officer. Yeah, right? you like, would miss the I, command slot with vigilance, though. Right, um, but like if, Chewie, if you could do something like Cassian K two R two Chewy, gross, and then fill out the rest of that core. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, I can dream. That's S tier right off the bat. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I can dream. <laughs> yeah. All that, all that Pierce, all that surge crit, all the shenanigans. Shenanigans oh. are something that Biston Pathfinders excel at. Shenanigans. 
Yeah, we were just talking about that like 60 to 80 point range, 84 points for Abyss oh, Pathfinders. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. Is this August of 2019 and, and Keegan gets to talk about what he's playing? Yay! <laughs> yeah, actually, this is a really weird setup. I made I this list and didn't even think about that. <laughs> Keegan, let's talk about Pathfinders a little bit. Like, where All do right. they fit into the things going on right now? So I think Pathfinders... Um, a lot of the strengths that I loved about them are just their their asymmetric ability to screw with stuff. <laughs> um, and I think that that is still pretty strong. Where Civil War Strike teams are, are at Snipers are still good. And I actually think they probably belong on this list too um, in terms of almost taken as uh, taken uh, for granted um, and included in some lists um, without like named about it that being said i have never felt successful rolling attack dice with civil war snipers so as good as they are i still i still hate uh and i think other people have similar experiences so the special forces slot um for rebels wookies are really solid uh because we know they are but if you, but just if you're looking for something that's a little bit different with this then you've got the two wounds You've got the ion to deal with the the droid menace, um, and you've got if you with some practice, you've got the infiltrate to do some really screwy stuff with yeah. both objectives uh, and flanks. Yeah. Um, additionally, and this happened as soon as we got Cassian and K two, Pathfinders in a special forces slot with Cassian's cards are really well supported. Um, there's some there's some good good synergies there. I still like my Vist and Pathfinders loaded. I know there's been a, a little bit more streamlined Vist and Pathfinders out there, but um yeah. de- definitely worth taking a look at when you're building rebel lists for that uh for that flexible toolkit that can handle some of the threats out there um with a little bit of practice for for their weaknesses yeah bits and pathfinders like they also they also handle a lot of the meta right now yeah there's a lot <laughs> of droid lists so it's like yeah. when you see a droid list across the table you're real happy you have that eye on and you like it's a i i played bits and pathfinders a couple weeks ago and um I played them real shittily. I apologize to everybody who's who is a member of the Church of Biston. I failed you. Um, but uh, they roll like a million dice at range three, like a million oh, yeah. white dice. Oh, yeah. And like you're bound to get a crit or two in there. And then he has impact. So it's like you're probably going to be real happy you brought him when there's like yeah. a tank across the table or like ion spiders. Like you can just eye on him right back. Yeah. Biston Pathfinders felt terrible when I was facing a bunch of red dice troopers across the table. Yeah. Um, but with the variety of, of armor stuff that's out there now, I feel a lot better with it. Yeah, and you can upgrade them, like, pretty heavily, and they're still mm-hmm. coming in at, like, under 100 points comfortably. Yeah. Like, even, like, if you wanted to go crazy and put, like, an HQ uplink and smoke grenades on them, like, they're, like, only, like, 100 points. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, it's, yeah, it's I used real to do, interesting. I used to do, and I haven't played this recently, but I used to do, like, HQ uplink, um, Ascension Cables and sure. offensive yeah because your recover you get so much yeah. for that recover yeah and like they're i mean at that point they're like wookie expensive but it's, yeah but you're yeah, yeah it's, you're it, that but it's like it's real Cassian, efficient so. yeah it's yeah. really efficient yeah um uh, it's like it's interesting rebels who knew <laughs> rebels are still in that kind of like there's a there's a ton of good I options mean, like when i'm like Man, we were all rebel players once. <laughs> all three of us. I'll pro- Where have we probably, gone? 
I'll probably do it again. You'll I'm... go back when they're bad. <laughs> That's they never gonna happen, though. I I played the I hope not. I played the Revelist a couple of uh, a couple of rounds ago in, in Yavin base with Lando and uh, Han. I really liked that list. Like, I think I, I remember that. Yeah, I need. I haven't painted Lando um, because. I got him, and I, I've got him primed, but that's about when I started screwing around with Anakin. You haven't uh, painted Lando? I painted like no. five Landos. Hurry up! Yeah, what are you doing? I'm just kidding. I'm I'm finally I'm beginning to admit that maybe I need to just have you paint shit for me. No. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, this is probably not Nick's best time for that. <laughs> no. no so, that. Anyway, let's go into Nick's favorite faction. Yeah. Troids. Ooh. Okay. Yeah. Um. So. So I've got two units listed here. Yeah. Which one do we want to start with? We can start with the one that we that like I you know that I love to talk about <laughs> the persuader tank. No, as I was gonna say these both fit. I, I they both <laughs> I was like they both fit. But we can start with the trace tank. Persuader tank, because I just played it and uh but, I mean just before we before Joy Deckers didn't make this list. <laughs> I don't think they're good. Okay. I yeah, I don't think they're yeah, I don't think they're like I, I, this feels this might be a hot take depending on your experiences, but every single unit in CIS can be made into a functional competitive list with the exception of droidicas. Why would you take them when you can take spiders I, for cheaper? Yeah. yeah. And, before and the, like fully upgraded. They're fully be, upgraded and they're cheaper. Before the spiders, before the spiders dropped, if it was just staps V decas, I would probably put decas There's here because you can make it work. But like, an ion yeah. stab is just straight better. Ion and spider is just straight. Droidicas are also yeah. hard to. They're not easy to play. Yeah, like there's a lot of like there's a little bit of nuance there. That's like they're probably honestly the hardest core set support to play in my opinion. That's fair. Yeah, probably. Yeah. I think that's first. They're not simple. They're not like you know ATRTs are gun are like you know, and spiders. They're like a turret. They're like yeah. a gun line turret. They get in a position. They want to shoot. They don't want to move again. And then the repulsors, the the speeder bikes, the barks. They they're they're a little harder to play, but not anymore because of the compulsory no. change. But they're also like if you play them right, they're they are really devastating. Yeah. They can really get to flanks easily. But Droidica's like they have to go into wheel mode and then they can't spend their shields and their saves are dog shit. Yeah. Um, and when and they get shot if, by when they get shot by Ion, I mean their shields. Yeah, are literally and they just get shot by Ion, they immediately lose a oh, shield yeah. I, before anything. I used it's to like, love seeing Droidekas across the table for me when I was running Biston. I bet. <laughs> <laughs> I bet. Because <laughs> it's like, oh, I got through the shields and you take a damage because your save is terrible. <laughs> it's like, oh, ha-ha. <laughs> yeah, no, they're they're just bad. Just and they, they do soak a lot of wounds. I mean, they, they should just they be a lot cheaper. There, like, but, but the problem is, is that like if you make them cheaper... offensively is just... Yeah, they don't surge and like getting them a surge token is hard because they don't have coordinate. It's like, yeah. it's not... And if they get too much cheaper, then they just become a spam option, and then we go into crazy territory again. Yeah. Like, All right. it was it was that that's a very well rounded answer to uh, <laughs> what, what was yeah. auto uh, admittedly a bit of a trolley question. So yeah, <laughs> oh, I fell for a faint line sinker. Yeah, we were. Just, uh, but let's we talk about mad. that snail tank. Yeah, go ahead, Douglas. Snail tank. Which build have you found to be most useful so far, Nick? Which protocols? <laughs> um. I've only done attack protocols because I like precise <laughs> when you have, uh, yeah, it turns out precise too is like borderline busted on just about anything that there's multiple yeah. dice with good keywords with so, high energy uh, shells. It shoots at range four with uh, eight dice. Yeah. Eight dice. So one less than an ATST. It's got a very similar dice pool. It's got three white, three red, two black, 
precise is really good if you have one or two aims and it's pretty easy to get like with a Kalani build and link target array to have a couple of aims a turn if you want them mm-hmm. it's going to hit for it's going to hit for seven or eight every time um with that yeah, precise the, being able to re-roll those white dice it's like 7.2 expected hits with two aims because yeah it's like you expect like your two reds your you expect most of your reds to hit and you expect like half your blacks to hit and you don't expect your whites to hit so in this case you can basically almost always re-roll your entire dice pool after your shot and then if you have a second aim you get to re-roll the whites that are blank again so it's like it's pretty good right you need a crit fish here's 24 dice i can throw essentially and because of its large base it's a half decent transport if you want an open transport putting a mm-hmm. b2 or a magna in there isn't terrible like if you want to take a whip magna like putting it on a persuader tank is half decent because it's good it's gonna get there it's gonna be in heavy cover the whole time and the persuader tank can just like double move into like range two and then just shoot it's like it's two built-in guns with its arsenal too instead of taking a shell and just well, dump magna guards on somebody i'm glad you said that because i think whip magna is one of the ways that you can bring the defensive protocols into play here <clears throat> yeah because it's a giant line of sight blocker yeah so if you ride the whip magnus up there and then all of a sudden you just fucking tailspin it to the side you've just created this huge source of heavy cover that your magnus can move around mm-hmm. and with the defensive protocols it's got outmaneuver and nimble yeah so as soon as you throw a dodge on it with kalani or some portable scanner etc like it's worth noting there are gaps in that body that you can see through yeah but if it's at an angle you can't see through it it's like if uh, you just put it at an angle from everything it's like you're not gonna be able to see them so it's it's interesting as a transport if you're not taking a shell i think like it's a lot more interesting because then you just like you double move into into range and we know how good like uh like a big base transport even moving at speed one is like with the a5 like we yeah. saw how fucking devastating it is and how easy it is for that to get into <laughs> to push something into range two round one if it wants to like and it's an open transport so it can still attack out of it so that's like even better <laughs> like you round one you can just double move your snail and your magna mounted on the side can just like now they're shooting at range two and the next round they just they they disembark immediately and then they charge something and then they're in melee. But now I want to get get a second snail. Oh, how will you get orders on them? You would take on board comms channel, sir. (laughs) I thought you just play droids. So, you know, naturally. (laughs) Well, also droids, you can order on anything you want all the time. (laughs) Open transport would sound really useful for cat. If he couldn't get shot. Yeah. (laughs) Closed transport would be really good for cat because he's got white saves and uh what does he have danger sense <laughs> he does danger yeah sense is so cat, alive. cat is the other unit on this list yeah. here for for cis and he's actually made some waves at lvo yeah. and cherokee and he showed up at uh canto as well he almost doesn't doesn't deserve to be on this list for the opposite reason of Droidekas. uh yeah. <laughs> he's, the, he's being talked about <laughs> the conversation in the cherokee chat in the legion discord the day because i was like i was at work and i'm like i was rooting for preston the whole time i'm like you mm. can do it man get it and on the whole, the conversation was like, I think Orchimedes said it. He's like, Cat is not a bad unit. He's yeah. just in an army where everything else is really good. <laughs> like, <Yep. laughs> and I, I mean, I will be totally honest with you. Like, when I list build and I go to that operative slot, I go right to Maul every yeah. single time. Like, it's not like just because, like, Maul's got a lightsaber and you get perfect order control in your faction. So. Like even but if you don't, it's you. It's you so and Maul funny. really click too. I guess. <laughs> that's that's all such. 
Uh, I, but I think a lot of folks go to mall. Uh, yeah. I'm, I'm excited to see the conversation about CAD getting increased. Yeah. Uh, jokes jokes aside about me being cranky that I'm not uh, playing it right now. But I mean, we're going to, uh, I just because of like rule of cool, we're going to see a lot more CAD going forward, yeah. I think, because like I'm not going to spoil anything. But Yeah, because we've seen a lot more CAD. <laughs> yeah, we've seen more CAD in Disney media. Lately. Yeah. And, and uh, we... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah i think i mean i i am definitely we were talking after i lost to a droid a droid list uh, a few rounds ago um i i need to play droids at some point to really kind of understand that faction that's the only faction that i haven't put any games in on it's pretty easy to understand everything gets orders and they get to do whatever they want no i i get that but but there's <laughs> no. there's nuances of like yeah of course yeah of, of the swarm that and i lost to that. and you'll yeah. play cat and droidicas in the same list because I'm, they're the i'm, I'm not they're going the i'm not going to go to droid because I'm, I'm not i'm not that convinced but i a no I, I do i am looking forward to playing cat um he's he's thinking oh he was in that uh he was in the list don was running the other night against me too uh that's that's right it was cat and yeah so he's 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 a bastard i've only ever played cad twice and it's not like uh it's not a lack of interest it's just a lack of like i'd rather play everything else because it's really fun and good yeah all right empire yeah there's a lot of things we could talk about for Empire here. There so is. There's a lot of really favorite, good things in Empire, too. Using the Royal U, your favorite unit is probably not on this short two-person list. <laughs> but we've chosen Palp and IRG. Two units that get talked about a little bit, mm-hmm. aren't considered to be at the forefront, but both should probably be under consideration for being put in your list. Yeah, and I think IRG kind of qualifies in that it's not talked about much, but it is also table stakes in a lot of lists that I'm seeing. Mm-hmm. and And uh i think it's worth talking about why we're seeing that in so many lists without it being talked about and i think we're seeing it in so many lists without being talked about because gun lines have kind of come back mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. like we talked about with chewy it turns out guardian is real good and yeah. guardian crit is real good especially when you can do it on every single unit on red yeah Stars. i wish i would use i've used guardian like w- twice with magnus in like 30 games <laughs> and it's like if i could guardian for like anything else like i totally would but i can't because i'm not a royal guard right and i i think one of the big places that we're seeing irg is in that like krennic slash iden plus bounty hunter plus irg setup mm-hmm. you know whether it's krennic boba <laughs> irg or iden boba irg things like that when you've got a couple shores, you've got a couple mortars, you might have a couple storms, but more importantly, you've got that expensive operative piece that really, you know, either has a good save or a lot of health, but is fickle. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the IRG could take that wound a little bit easier. Yeah, for sure. They're also, weirdly enough, we haven't seen as much of them with Palp. Have we seen yeah. Palp without them, though? I haven't seen as much Palp. I think is I think yeah, Palp belongs on this list because I think Palp is Palp is someone who isn't being talked about because he's not showing up as much as I I would expect he like he's a missed opportunity kind of. Yeah, I'm I'm shocked because I've played against Palpatine twice since the like burst of speed has come out and he's just shit wrecked me twice. <laughs> like because of Vader. Turn, well, yeah, I was playing Vader at the. Uh, I was playing Vader who doesn't match up well against Palp, and because Vader is hot and has two options. Palp doesn't see a lot of play, but versus speed Palp is amazing. Yeah. And 
Yeah. Burst of Speed Palp with Pool the Strings Dubax is also amazing, contrary to how Ed may run it at LVO. <laughs> Uh, like, I think the, I, why I said Vader, because people are just gonna, like, everybody's playing Vader. Not everybody, but, like, Vader's just a more a popular choice. Vader's, Vader's a strong go-to. And it's, has, it makes sense. Yeah, there's a, a cel- lot of reasons. It's a celebration of the return yeah. of Vader. Or the yeah. arrival, I guess. Arguably the Palp got cheaper. <laughs> his royal guards got cheaper. Everything got cheaper. Palpless got cheaper. Panic. Yeah, yeah and especially with the good, like the good gun lines that we can have with those cheaper IRG. We just mentioned that they're really good at keeping them alive. Mm-hmm. So if their entire focus is just keep Palp alive till turn five when he blows himself up with burst of speed and yeah. one pip and your shores are shooting three to four times a turn thanks to pull the strings, that's a devastating combo, even if you don't want to run the do-back version. And you've got two melee threats with Palp and the IRG so that there are Wookiees or Magna Guard on the other side. Like Palp is the worst thing for Magna Guard to see because he's consistent surging crit ranged pierce. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. exactly what they don't want. Yeah, that's, if he gets that's that. Sec- tra- flipping alternating time uh, spaces with Anakin fire supporting into Magna Guards uh, is the worst thing. Yeah, yeah, scratch that. Palp is the second worst thing for them behind <laughs> the Anakin fire support. <laughs> that's what that's what preservation protocols are for. Just gotta time it right. That's all. <laughs> well, do we have anything else we want to talk about tonight? Thanks for hanging out. I, uh, it's nice to hang out with you guys again. Uh, yeah, it's, it's been. A I just bit. I checked our log during. It's been like a a full month and a week since we've had the three of us on a cast. Yeah, I think we we got to recap LVO and then we just had like a rotation of absences. Uh, we were supposed to record our last one together, uh, but I had a family emergency. My wife got really sick when she was supposed to take the kids to Palm Springs for three days. So instead of three days off which would also include plenty of time to record an awesome cast. <laughs> I had the kids for three days. <laughs> family, family situations come first, obviously. That's yeah, yeah. why I don't get to go to Rocky Top. Yeah. I'm excited for Rocky Top. The nine-hour drive is going to blow. but Probably. Yeah, but we, it's a pretty inexpensive trip, and for anyone who hasn't been paying attention to the Discord, it's gone from <laughs> twenty what 32 people it's to 50. Right. 50. It's yeah. all right. Y'all so, still it's to gonna ACO. be it's gonna be a great warm up for you'll, ACO too. Yeah, yeah, y'all still should go. To ACO. I mean, y'all should. Everybody should go to ACO. That's that's yeah. it. That's it. And we'll be... talk about that more. I'm I'm assuming we'll have some more info about ACO with ticket prices, times, yeah. things like that. For the I'm next like, recording. yeah, I'm yeah. yeah. Uh, I have so and much more for going forward. I can't wait. But and if ACO is too far for you because you're on the other side of the country, not because go. it's too far, come to Kublacon. Mm. <laughs> One and finally, um, we'll go to ACO first. We did we did allude to <laughs> after uh, the turn zero lists uh, with LVO coming. Um, I know oh, we yeah. usually say if you'd like to come on, please come on. Um, <laughs> that, that's still, that's still that's, open. That we're is just, still open. We're just going to be booking out in advance. <laughs> yes, that's as I was say. We've got a yeah. little bit of a wait list at this point, so um, it'll be a little time for the episode drops. And we've got Adepticon this month, so I'm sure we'll have a lot of the big. Po- the big we events from Adepticon. On, yes, and we'll have yeah. people on talking about Shadow Collective lists soon. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. I, so actually, I, I would say that if you are going to Adepticon and you know that you'd like to be on a turn zero lists after Adepticon, uh, reach out, um, especially right now. And, you know, let's let's look at finding time like shortly right after the, the event and we'll talk about the event. 
How's that sound? And good? we have, and now, you know, you can use Facebook Messenger. You can reach out to Keegan and Mike and I guess me on Discord. Yeah. And now you can reach out to us on Instagram because that has yeah. Messenger, I think, too, right? Yeah, it's actually tied into Facebook Messenger, but yes. Oh, okay. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> Got to get down see in the DMs there, Nick. Use, see how often I use Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to answer that question. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh... That's All right, everybody. Right. We'll talk to you guys in a couple of weeks. Um, we'll be back with our regular Turn Zero list episode on Wednesday. Yeah, we and um, I know we had Rob on last week, and you know we kind of—I don't want to say we rambled a little bit, but we, we covered all sorts of topics. One of the great things that we have access to between Nick, Keegan, and Rob are three like professional level painters and hobbyists. Whoa! Yeah. <laughs> That's, I, I had a hobbyist. Don't worry. Don't worry. You guys have a goddamn business like you're a professional. But anyway, um, <laughs> if you guys would like to see and you guys being the audience, if there's anything that you'd like to learn more about, whether it's different airbrushing techniques or painting techniques, blending things that go into ter- like terrain creation and how effects are done, like reach out to us and let us know. Um, we'd be more than happy to do. We used to do some really focused hobby segments at the beginning of the cast. Um, and if you know, if that's something that people are interested in, we'd be more than happy to bring them back. We've uh, got yeah. quite the panel to go over that. I'm always looking to learn myself. <laughs> Hell, we'll start doing listener questions about anything if you want. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah. But otherwise, have a wonderful week. Stay safe, and we'll see you in a couple. See ya. Yeah.